Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, I am so glad to be back with you again today on the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're doing well and uh, God's blessing. Uh, this is uh, Halloween week here. Uh, and um, wow, what a what an interesting day we're living in, right? So, you know, uh, let me just jump right into this. I don't, I don't, um, I haven't as a believer ever celebrated Halloween like the rest of our culture does because it's not a Christian holiday at all. In fact, it has pagan roots stem to stern. Uh, I, I re- actually wrote an article um, the night before uh, Halloween, which was Tuesday, and then I wrote it on Monday night, and I published it to my website, and I published it to Facebook and such, but I'd encourage you to go check out that article. It's uh, What About Halloween and the Christian? And in that um, in that article, I go into fair detail on uh you know, just what the scriptures say about us and Halloween. And I also have a hyperlink there. I actually found a great article from the University of Albany, of all places. I was just looking online for some concise information about the history of, uh, of, of Halloween. It was great. It was just one page. So there's a hyperlink in the article, and I think I also posted that hyperlink on Facebook. So, um, so feel free to, you know, go on there and look at that. Look at the hyperlink. You'll get the history of, of Halloween, which, uh, which uh, you know, is an imported uh, holiday uh, for Americans. And, and I go, it goes into all the detail of that. Um, but anyway, um, I, I just encourage you not to, uh, you know, not to dress your kids up as ghost goblins, spooks, and critters. It's just not a good thing to do. I don't dress my house up. I don't dress me up. I just don't participate in Halloween. It's just not something I do because I'm a believer. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a Christian who's participating in Halloween makes as much sense as a witch celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, right? I, I put that on my Facebook a couple of days ago, so wow. Anyway, just a word to the wise on that, particularly if you have children, grandchildren, you want to set a good example. So uh, I have a lot to say about that. Feel free to ask me questions about that. Email me about that. I have lots to say. And I wrote a blog about that again Monday night. It was published on Halloween, uh, October 31. So today, listen to this. So this is eclectic. It's just something I uh, had on my heart today. I got up early today and uh, spent some time reading my Bible. While I was reading my Bible, I mean, this was a great chapter. I'm in 1 Samuel as I read the Old Testament. Today I was reading 1 Samuel 15 where uh, Samuel told Saul to go and um, and recruit, you know, the, the uh, warriors in Israel. And he recruited 200 and some odd thousand men to fight against Amalek. And Samuel, God through Samuel the prophet, told Saul to completely wipe out all of the Amalekites. And it's really shocking scripture. If you read 1 Samuel 15, God told him not to spare anybody, not anybody. He said, uh, in fact, I'm looking at the scripture right now, verse 3 of 1 Samuel 15, now go and completely destroy the entire Amalekite nation, men, women, 
children, babies, cattle, sheep, goats, camels, and donkeys. Usually, if you read through the Old Testament and you read where the Israelites were told to go in and decimate an entire culture, it's usually because of the depraved sexual sin involved in that culture. And archaeologists have gone and dug the bones up of the people groups that were in some of those places and found venereal diseases in the men, the women, the children, and their animals. So one reason God would say that is because he didn't want the Israelites to intermarry with these people because it would completely corrupt uh, their, um, uh, their, their family unit and their nation. So God told him, nonetheless, told him to do that. And, uh, and, and, and so they went out to battle, hundreds, a couple of hundred thousand men, um, and they defeated the Amalekites. But... Paul, uh, Saul made a decision. He spared King Agad's life. And verse 9 says he kept the best of the sheep and goats, the cattle, the fat calves, the lambs, everything that, in fact, that appealed to them. And uh, so he disobeyed God. And so um, once he did that, the Lord spoke to Samuel and said, I'm really sorry that King has, uh, Saul has been anointed as king. He has not listened to me. It has grieved me. That upset Samuel the prophet so badly. And he went to where Saul was. And um, um, Saul said to him, well, Hey, Samuel, I've carried out the Lord's commands. I did what he said. And then Samuel said to Saul, he said, that, Why do I hear sheep bleeding and goats making noises? and low? Why do I hear the lowing of cattle? What, is, what do I hear? And then Saul said to Samuel, the prophet, it's true. The army spared the best of the sheep, the goats, the cattle, Saul admitted. But we're going to sacrifice them to the Lord and uh, your God. We've destroyed everything else. And then in the middle of his sentence, Samuel said, uh, said, said Saul, stop, just hush, just hush. When you were little, uh, when you thought little of yourself, the Lord anointed you as king over Israel. And here you are as king. God told you to go and completely destroy the Amalekites, and you didn't obey the Lord. Why did you not obey the Lord? And uh, But Samuel insisted, I did obey the Lord. I did just what he said. I carried out the mission. He didn't listen to the voice of God, and he did it in his way and didn't do what God said. And 1 Samuel 15, 22 is what spoke to me this morning. Listen, but Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices uh, or your obedience to his voice? In fact, um, obedience, the King James Version says, and there, there it is. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. So it's better to obey God than make sacrifices. See, Saul wanted to do what God said his way and so his way would spare the best of the flock so he could eat some, but he'd give some to the Lord. He spared the king. That's not what God said do. And when you don't do what God said do and you act as though you did, you're in trouble. He got in trouble. Well, this is so insightful. Obedience is better than sacrifice. How many people want to do something that they think will help the Lord rather than obey what he told them to do, right? That's what King Saul did. Obedience is better than sacrifice. 
and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. And then verse 23 is the reason I even mentioned this today. Here we are. This is Halloween week and the ghost goblin spooks and all that. Now watch this rebellion. Saul said to, to uh, Samuel said to King Saul, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Whoa. And stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols. Yo. So because you've rejected the command of the Lord, he's rejected you as king. Oh, my goodness, y'all. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft, as bad as witchcraft is. I don't go for witchcraft or anything that goes with it. That's the reason I don't celebrate Halloween. But you know what? Some people may never... May, may ne never put on a costume, a, a Halloween costume. They may never decorate their yard for Halloween. They may never do all of the ghost goblin spooky stuff. But you know what? They're practicing witchcraft because they're in rebellion to God. Now that is a big challenge. I didn't say that. That's what Samuel the prophet said to Saul when he disobeyed God. And you know, that really spoke to me today how important it is for me and you as believers to obey the will of God and do what God told us to do. If we know God wants us to do something and we stubbornly and belligerently choose not to do it, God calls that as bad. It is as witchcraft. Now, that's a big challenge to say that. And uh, the, the, actually, the anointing left Saul as king when he disobeyed God. And he begged Samuel the prophet, um, to, to, to ask the Lord to give him one more chance. And he grabbed a hold of, of Samuel's robe. Samuel was leaving and actually tore Samuel's robe. And Samuel turned back around and said to Saul, you are, you are rebellious, you're stubborn, you're just as bad as a person worshiping false gods and practicing witchcraft. And he said, you've torn my robe, the kingdom is torn from you. My friends, that should, that should really, really make us think. These things, these Old Testament examples are written to help us in our walk with God. And this one specifically deals with an innate desire we all have, and that is to be selfish and self-centered. Um, you know, the, the, the sin of Adam and Eve was doing what they wanted to do, not what God said do. And they listened to the voice of reason, the voice of the enemy. Uh, Eve listened to the voice of the enemy. Adam listened to the voice of reason and reasoned out that he wanted fellowship with his wife and he lost both fellowship with his wife and God in a lot of ways. So the will fell when Adam and Eve sinned and the will turned selfish and self-centered. And that's the biggest thing we have to deal with as believers today is a yielded will. We've got to be willing to yield ourselves. That's the reason. Let me go a step further. In every gospel, Jesus addresses the will of man. And he addresses the fact that if you're going to walk with God, you've got to be willing to lay down your rights, your opinion, and your way of doing things and do things God's way. So listen to this is the paraphrase um, yeah, this is the message paraphrase of Matthew 10, 34 through 39. Listen to this. This is don't, Jesus said, don't think I've come to make life cozy. I've come to cut, make a sharp knife cut between son and father, daughter, mother, bride, mother-in-law. 
Cut through these cozy domestic arrangements and free you for God. Well-meaning family members can be your worst enemies. If you prefer father or mother over me, you don't deserve me. If you prefer son or daughter over me, you don't deserve me. If you don't do all the if you don't go all the way with me through thick and thin, you don't deserve me. If your first concern is to look after yourself, see, that's what Saul did. He looked after himself. You'll never find yourself. But if you forget about yourself and look to me, you'll find both yourself and me. That is really, really good. Every gospel, Jesus addresses the issue that we must take up our cross and follow him. A cross is where our flesh dies and a cross, our cross, is where our will and God's will meets and God's will wins. And we've got to have those moments where we say, God, I hear what you said. My preference is to do otherwise, but I'm going to do what you said. See, that's what Saul did not do. He did what he wanted to do, and he did God's will his way, and he lost out. That's a big deal. So every gospel, as Matthew, uh, Mark, Luke, and John, all of them, and I think in both um, uh, Matthew and Luke, it's mentioned twice uh, for us to take up our cross and follow Jesus. Here it is, uh, Matthew 16, 24 and 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. If you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. See, Saul was king. And he had this thing in him, he wanted to do things his way. So he could either have the kingship or he could keep doing things his way. He thought he could do both and he lost the kingship. And his way eventually ended in death. What, what, a, what a lesson for us. Listen to Mark chapter 8, verse 34. This is Philip's translation. This is so good. It says, if anyone, Jesus said, if anyone wants to follow in my footsteps... He must give up all right to himself, take up his cross and follow me. Now that's a, uh, Philip's translation puts that so well. If I want to walk with Jesus, I've got to be willing to give up all right to myself. What's he saying there? I've got to be willing to do what God wants me to do when I don't want to do it and I'd rather do something else. See, and that was Saul's problem. He wanted to do what he wanted to do regardless of what God said and it got him into trouble. Here's the message paraphrase of Luke 14. Listen to this, 26 and 27. Anyone who comes to me but refuses to let go of father, mother, spouse, children, brothers, sisters, yes, even one's own self can't be my disciple. And he says anyone who, uh, anyone who won't shoulder his own cross and follow behind me can't be my disciple. Simply put, if you're not willing to take what is dearest to you, whether plans or people, kiss it goodbye. You can't be my disciple. Wow. That's about as terse as, as it gets. And um, wow. And, and then in, in uh, John chapter 12, if you save your life, you lose it. If you lose your life, you save it. Uh, a kernel of wheat until it's, if it, if it, if it doesn't die, it bides along. When it dies, it bears more, much fruit. 
And, and again, he's saying we've got to be willing to lay our will down, not do things our way. And you know what? We, we can't do God's thing our way. We have to be willing to do God's thing his way. So that's why I love that verse, 1 Samuel 15, 22 and 23. Obedience is better than sacrifice. That's <laughs> so good. And then, and then rebellion, verse 23, is as the sin of witchcraft. So I don't know about you. I don't want to practice witchcraft. Wh practicing witchcraft is refusing to obey God, rebelling to his known voice and doing what I want to do. And you know what that does? It opens up the door for the enemy. And Jesus said, the enemy of our souls comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, I'm come that you might have life and life more abundantly in John 10, 10. So, you know, all of us have choices to make every single day. Am I going to obey God? Am I going to do God's thing his way? Or am I going to try to do what God said my way? Because there's certain things I like and certain things I don't like. And that's not what he said do, right? So again, boy, the example of Saul, that's a tough lesson. Go back and read on your own, 1 Samuel 15. And ask God to deal with you. I've done that for my me. I had a nice little time with the Lord this morning. I just ask him to deal with any stubbornness I have inside of me. And anything in me that wants to do things my own way. It always gets me into trouble. And it'll get you into trouble. If we try to do God's thing our way. You know, is it Psalm 127? Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Now, uh, except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman waits, but in vain. You know what? If you broaden this a little bit here in America, we want the blessings of God. We want the favor of God. We want his prosperity and blessing on us. Well, the only way you get that is to obey him. And now we're wanting to do life our way without his commands, without his word, without his morality, without him speaking to us clearly. And we still want his blessings and we want the freedom that comes with obedience. And friends, you don't have freedom. freedom. You don't have freedom without obedience. And without obedience, you can't keep the freedoms you've got. So boy, we've got you know, big challenges in America on a macro level, but see on the micro level in my own life, I got to be willing to deal with me. Are you willing to lay your stubbornness down? Am I, I have to ask me, am I willing to lay my stubbornness down? Am I willing to take up my cross? A cross again is a place where flesh dies. A cross is a place where my will and the will of God meet. Am I willing to put down what I want? And, and put in front of that what God said do. Am I willing to do that? Otherwise, I could be practicing witchcraft because I'm rebellious to God because rebellion is as that sin of witchcraft. And what he's saying is I open up the door to the enemy to come into my life to rob and steal and kill and hinder me. So I don't know about you, but boy, I mean, today that was a, well, that was a, another awakening for me. I read that again today. I've read that so many times, but uh, today... I just saw the need to share this with you. I want to encourage you. Make sure you're walking in obedience to God. If he's asked you to do something, you're not willing to do it. That's, that's, that's a problem. Isaiah 1, 19 and 20. If you be willing and obedient, God said to his old covenant people, you'll eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and to rebel, you're to be devoured by the sword. So, you know, um, <laughs> obedience is the best way to go. Let's just say it. And uh, God would rather us obey than sacrifice. So, Father, I just pray for me and all of us today that 
we would address our stubborn will. Sometimes we want to do what we want to do regardless and, and see there's a price to that. But Lord, when we're willing to lay it down and do what you said do, when even though at the moment it seems difficult, Lord, you have your best in view for us. If we're willing and obedient, you said we eat the good. So I pray that every person listening to this podcast today would be willing to deal with their stubborn, selfish human will and lay it at the foot of Je- feet of Jesus and pray out any inconsistencies of our lip and our life and help us to walk with you, Father. May all of us hear those words one day, well done, good and faithful servant. God bless you, my friend. I hope you have a great day. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.